It's Tom. It's Jake. You already know. It's pretty spot on. All ready? I know you guys have probably thought we retired from this thing, but we are back. <laughs> we are back, baby. Back from the future. Yeah, it's been a minute. But I mean, it's a good thing because naturally yeah. it's not like we're just taking a vacation. It's because no. we're literally working. Doing know? a lot. We're doing a lot right now. And uh, we just couldn't get to some episodes over what? I last... tried to do a filler episode, but then, yeah, in the last week we've literally been like, build. we'll maybe touch on it, but we've yeah. been very much like, it's kind of hard. Like I think I mentioned in my like kind of, little filler episode like to come out here and record a bunch it just sometimes doesn't line up but yeah we are back for another quick take yes we are and today we're gonna talk about scared money don't make money you mean doesn't right yeah doesn't <laughs> doesn't make money so i posted something on my instagram i said scare scared money don't make money uh because i myself am in the middle of a big financial purchase you know kind of risk and it's like yo i just gotta i had to tell myself like yo scared money don't make money which is the phrase and some a couple people on instagram doesn't with a little asterisk trying to be grammar police and it's like you're an idiot. Go use Google. The phrase is don't. It's not doesn't make money. And so anyways. Yeah. But. And then I guess to distill that phrase, I think that would be kind of something we can dive into because yeah. both of us throughout the length of our film careers, but like even kind of diving into like, I mean, you're very much into uh, real estate investments. I yeah. know you've got like crypto and Robinhood. Stocks. I don't know how far we're going to dive into. We'll see where this convo goes, but we both have made pretty big purchases from you know, locations, gear, houses. And Businesses, I think this is just kind yeah. of like an episode to talk about, like, you know, because some of you guys listening, watching might have some financial capital where you're like, you know, do I buy a set of lenses? Do I buy a camera? Do I yeah. buy a house? And we've navigated a few of those things. So this is kind of an episode. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like I I follow a few of these channels online and I feel like we have to kind of say, this is not financial advice, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just, this is not. It is. This is just, not. it's not, yeah, <laughs> this is not financial advice. This is just stories from our lives. 100%. Of, you know, um, basically instances of just times. avoiding that yeah. comment of like, my life savings, I put it on I, Doge. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey man, I, I, that's not on us. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, I, I think something too that maybe just diving into it is uh, the housing market. And I yeah. know this is Ooh, not related to film, but right as now. filmmakers, I mean, naturally you can look at this as what we're about to say is your own house and it's not film related, but maybe you're looking to get into some commercial real estate or your own first house. Yeah. And just, this is something that, I just did six months ago. You're in the process of doing now. And as you know, in 2022, the market is super crazy right yeah, now. Yeah. The market, I mean, homes in, in LA specifically and anywhere are going above asking, but in LA, like are going for over 300,000 and asking um, yeah, over the asking price yeah. right now, which is Which absurd. is pretty ludicrous. I yeah. remember having a combo with my dad when I, my realtor first told me that back in like June when we started looking in 2021, I was like, Ex excuse me? Yeah. What's that like one meme where the, the one like white dude's like, his eyes like oh blink. He just, he's blinking <laughs> yeah. just like yeah i was like uh, 200 but that's, it's just absurd to even think like when you're looking on zillow redfin real whatever you're looking at and you see 1.5 you have to like ment like if if for example if you're looking at a house that's 1.5 million in la you have to just automatically look at that number as like at least 1.7 
like nothing less. 200K over is kind of the new standard. So if your budget say was a million and that's your line in the sand, you kind of have to adjust your budget to like maybe 699 or 799, knowing it's going to climb in sort of a bidding war and end at your budget. So yeah, I mean, I guess we'll kind of use this front end to kind of maybe share some wisdom that we've, I've definitely learned by listening to a lot of like, you know, different like uh, indicator and like kind of podcasts about the market. And a lot of people kind of have this idea of like, oh, well, maybe I'll just wait right now because it's just going to cool off. Like the 08 crisis, that was kind of all inflated and it kind of started to regularize. But basically, I really do feel like what's happening right now is simply a supply issue. And yeah. a supply issue isn't something that you can snap Fix. your fingers and it's like, oh, cool. A million homes were built last night. The prices are now going to be all regular. Like after that 08 crisis, I read a statistic that I think to like kind of keep up with the population of the United States, like literally like for the sake of this explainer, I might be off by a little bit. They were making like say 500,000 new homes every year. And that was kind of like the amount they needed to uh, make for everybody in the United States. And then after the 08 crisis, like, yo, pump the brakes, let's just make a hundred thousand a year. So for the last like 10 to 12 years, we've been making far less homes. And now that we're kind of in this weird time financially in the economy and everyone's ready to buy a home, there just isn't that many homes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, going into the, since we're kind of on the topic of homes, purchases, real estate, whatever, we'll just start uh, off with that and my first purchase. And when I first got into real estate, because for those that don't follow me closely on social media, I own a bunch of real estate, a bunch of various houses, property, land, etc. I think in total, uh, five different properties. And how I got into my first property in house was simply because I, as a filmmaker who's bouncing back and forth between LA for work, where I rented an apartment in Arizona, where I want to live and did like live, um, you know, I was by by statal, however you say that. Um, I wanted to buy a house. And so I had a bunch of money saved up and I bought a house. But I think what like i just knew real estate was a good game to get in and it was a good way to spend my money to kind of start building a a financial stable financial future for myself whereas like a lot of people early on like i think i was 25 right when i bought the house a lot of people might have let's say my down payment on that house was like I think 60,000. Someone that might have 60,000 saved up in the bank account might go, who's a filmmaker or a creative, oh, I'm going to buy a new camera. I'm going to buy a set of yeah. lenses. I'm going to buy this. It's and kind like, of like the biggest shortcoming, I feel like. Yeah. And they're not thinking about the future and how they need to start setting up, you know, things and businesses and investments in place to like create a, you know, a, a stable financial future for yourself. And, you know, and instead of buying like this dope ass car or whatever, like I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy a house. That is a smart grown up thing to do. And it really was the catalyst for what ultimately became like a new business venture for me and it became super lucrative and just led into, um, really a real estate rabbit hole of which now I own a bunch of properties and it's what started the film locations that we have. And like, just so, so I don't know. I just want to, I think that's like a great place to start. But again, yeah. although I had all that money saved up and I bought that house, I mean, it was still very scary at 25 to have like, yo, I've just been saving for a, a long time now to make this big purchase and see all that money, like leave your bank account. Right. But I think what a lot of people also kind of need to understand about real estate or buying a house is you're not buying like a a thing in which that money is just gone, right? You buy a TV, 
money's gone. You buy new car, that money's essentially gone or it's devaluing, you're losing value. You're basically taking your money out of the bank and setting it inside a house. Equity. You know what I mean? Equity of which over time, it's going to raise in value. It's not going to diminish. It's not going to stay the same. That's something I actually didn't understand. Like literally in five years, say you put $100,000 down on a house in five years, if you're like, you know, I don't, I don't want the house or whatever, you literally guarantee no matter if the market went up or down, you can pull the hundred out. Yeah. And so that's it's what basically like the bank is now your house. Right. But instead of like a scary low interest rate, which you're making pennies on the dollar, you're actually growing because I mean, literally just to give some context, I bought my house in August and in the last six months, it's literally gone up $75,000 so in value. Crazy. I mean, yeah, obviously the market's the so nuts, market's right nuts now. so maybe that's not like a litmus test forever, but literally just that money but is- I can speak to that because like, um, you know, since 2000 um, and was that 15 when I told myself I'm going to buy a house, I told myself I'm going to buy a house every year for the next five years. So from 2015, when I bought the first one from 2015 to 2020, I've bought five cents. I did that. But like the reason I did- or, looking back now, those five properties have all, all of them have increased tremendously in value from what I bought it yeah. for. One of them of which I ended up selling increased over 90,000, sold that, made a bunch of money. The one that I still have right now, Hudson, I bought it for 205. It's worth over 400. The house I live in here, I bought for 550. It's worth over a million now. Yeah. Derek's house next door, we bought for 485. It's worth over 600 now. Um, Eclectic West bought for 140. It's worth over, I think, close to 300 now. Yeah. So it's like you're talking about four to five different properties all within the last five years, increasing hundreds of thousands of dollars. So yeah. it's like, it's, and that's money that at any point in time I can sell and we'll get back. Like yeah. again, I'll get that money back. Plus the, you know, I've made money with yeah. it just sitting equity in a house and a property. And so I've always kind of tried to touch on that and preach on it without also like send, sounding, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm no, not an sure. expert on real estate. I don't know all the ins and outs. I just know that's how people build wealth and, you know, 100%. A, a stable financial And I think it's future. worth mentioning too, because I know a lot of people watching and listening to this might be like, oh, well, I don't have that money. And that's totally right. good and great. We are just kind of trying to plant the seed in your mind that, you know, as you start to, you know, make money from the gigs and start to kind of save yeah. some wealth, because the idea of, you know, working in the film industry is you're going to make some money and put it away to save towards something is basically just planting the seed to opposed to putting that 60 on a red or helium yeah. or an Alexa, you know, there is strategy in that perhaps if you have ties to rental houses or a lot of resources. Right. But if you're just thinking about buying that for your own production company or your own projects, you're going to see a devaluation on that camera almost right. instantly. I think the funniest story, and I don't know if I've touched on in this pod or just in conversations with you, but there was a moment in 2012 that right before the Scarlet, the Red Scarlet yeah, came out, that's right. the Red just Epic MX was literally listed for like 49000 And overnight, when the Scarlet came out, they realized it was pretty overvalued. They literally moved the value of that camera on the website to 25000 So overnight, the, the camera was worth half. So if you had bought that camera three weeks ago, it just landed on your porch, you're looking at this, I just spent 49000 the world recognizes as an asset that's worth 49,000 within one day it's worth 25,000. Yeah. So Insane. I mean I think the thing about housing is like the the value of the house isn't determined by some random company like Red just being like, yep, it's worth this now. Right. Like my helium is now a lot worth a lot less. Right. It just slashed the price of that. Like the housing market, like the house if we're talking about that is 
I think just kind of like, I don't know, it just that value isn't determined by one person. It's just observed by the whole market. If like the, your neighbor's house sells for this, it's going to raise yours. It's yeah. like, there's a lot of things that keep the value where it's at is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think you finally kind of got to experience that now with like, a, you know, your first home purchase yeah. and, you know, seeing like, wow, this is a big purchase. And maybe you can touch on it being scared, like scared money don't make money, right? Like you lost out on a few houses. This one came up and you're like, yo, screw it. And you offered well above to make sure you landed it. And it's like, it's scary to like spend all that money and see all that money leave your bank yeah. account. But to understand like, yo, there's, there's a, a bigger play here. You know, it's like one, now you own something, you're not paying someone else's mortgage that money's not going out the window yeah that money is still your money it's just sitting in a house it's growing in value but yeah it's a scary thing to spend all that money 100 so, yeah. i don't know for you if it was like a hard pill to swallow yeah, or i think if it we was all like, kind of i would imagine have that number in your like chase or wells fargo account or like if you're sitting above that you know no matter if taxes hit or this hits like you feel like you're in like a safe space like i feel this is a good amount for a rainy day like however if you have a savings or whatever so when you start to tap those accounts and they go below that kind of imaginary line in the sand of like, right. oh dang, like I have not seen it at this area for right. a while. It is a little scary. Um, yeah. But if anything, it kind of like lights a fire of like, all right, let's let's keep it moving. You know, yeah. so, I think that's one thing I, I had heard uh, a fighter did, and I might have touched on this in a previous podcast, but like there oh, was yeah, this, where he like made sure he had no money. Yeah, he would make sure like when he got his purse, you know, he would spend it and probably not stupidly or frivolously, but investing it or whatever, because he would spend that money and it would keep that fire alive. Like, I got to keep working, I got to keep grinding, making, doing better, make, you know, win these fights because like there is a point in which you get comfortable and that comfortability can breed laziness, which ultimately is, is a killer as well of, yeah. you know, your growth, whether it's creatively and in business. And I've even noticed that in myself, there's, you know, been times where I'm like, yo, I'm pretty comfortable right now. And I don't, I have found myself, although I still work hard, I don't work as hard as I used to, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. And it's definitely because like I feel comfortable in a lot of the decisions, investments I've made and the money sitting in my account or whatever. And so, um, there's yeah. a really good David Bowie reference for that. And I've actually, it's always stuck with me. I, I could pull it up, but the exact like reference was you never want to be like, if you're, imagine you're standing in the water, right? You never want to be operating like you're in the shallow end. You want to be right in the water where your your tippy toes are barely touching the ground you're barely above the water like that is where you want to be operating as right. a creative person if you're just standing in the shallow and like all right yeah this is cool i can stand like everything's all good and great like you want to be just like kind of right at the precipice where you're drowning yeah, like yeah. maybe it's extreme but the way you <laughs> described it i was like that's cool like yeah. you kind of want to throw yourself in the fire opposed to just kind of kicking back where you know it's like oh yeah i'm, I'm good back here yeah and i've always kind of and i've it's probably sound like a broken record like i love the mindset of like forcing yourself to figure it yeah. out, you know? And like, we're, I think another kind of scared money, don't make money if we're using that as like the sort of the hypothesis or the the underlying tone of all of what we're talking about. Like last year, moving your house to a studio, yeah. that was, oh I mean, gosh. God, I mean, I even look at it now. I'm like, holy shit, how did we like do, that. do this? Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it, it, I'm very proud of it. I think it's one of like our biggest accomplishments yeah, outside of like our, you know, company here. But I mean, we, I mean, it, it was daunting i yeah. mean there's videos of us like showing the empty warehouse and like us taping down the floors and it's like it's hard to think holy yeah. shit and i it's kind of cool i mean sidebar but like learning that we had to like frame walls and put drywall and finish and wood paneling like i actually feel like i could confidently build a house right now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i mean but for, it was a lot yeah i think i mean 
I'll use that to kind of touch back on to, you know, the first instance of, yeah, that scared money don't make money kind of thing is like buying honeymoon, the initial honeymoon before any of the studio stuff started. And this was like the first going to be studio buying the house in LA, never having opened or run a studio and just thinking like, yo, I'm about to make this big ass home purchase. I'm about to spend all this time and money decking it out to be rented as, you know, a a film location. What if nobody shoots here? Like, and that was like a huge weight on me for a while until it was up and running and started to do well. And then it did well. Right. And then it was the catalyst to get the eclectic West to start the barracks, et cetera. But yeah, even then making that pivot again, taking honeymoon, which was successful at the house, but going like, is it going to work in a studio? Mm-hmm. And now we're spending all this time and money um, to now lease this warehouse and build it from scratch in a warehouse. And again, it's like, cool. It was successful in this house format. Yeah. But is it going to be successful as like, not a, only that, but like, like, I mean, it's literally $7,000 a month. And yeah. like there was three months where we were just constructing it. Yeah. So like every top of the month is like, fuck, Yeah, you know, excuse my French. Like, <laughs> just like, it was, it was definitely stressful, but yeah. like now we're in a position where it's just singing and flying and yeah. booking. And it's like so cool to like, I mean, literally like, you know, the Lakers were shooting there the other yeah, day. It's yeah. just like, it's really cool to like step back from the sidelines. Like, wow, like we built this like playground for so many other creative people. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, initially probably close to $100,000 collectively. Yeah, like, for furniture, sure. Contractor, uh, you know, all the stuff. Yeah, you know? lease, contractor, materials, furniture, props. Like, yeah, we're talking like 100K, yeah. maybe, maybe And more. this is different know. than an asset that you own. So yeah. yeah, unfortunately, there will be a moment in time when that lease does expire. I right. would love in a perfect world to just renew and have it for as long as we want. So there is, if you're kind of thinking about opening a film location, the locations, unless you outwardly own the house or building, that is not an asset. So this is different, but I do think you can put money into something, though it's a commercial lease, and then leverage the earnings, the rentals and stuff. Because I feel like that has a better return on investment, in my opinion, than lenses that may go out of style, a camera that's no longer sort of the new camera. Like a location, as long as it's dope, it will continue to be dope. Yeah, I think one thing that I, kind of live by is like not like investing into tech like yeah like gear wise like in in terms of like film related stuff like like i think my helium is now what five years i don't know how four years yeah. old and like oh, there's all these new cameras that come out but i'm not like running out to buy a camera yeah, you know yeah. what i mean I, I i'm not one that's going to invest in like a devaluing asset like that where there's every year a newer and better thing i would much rather yeah invest into a location or something like that where it's going to hold value and can keep flowing and running uh in that way 100 same thing with like yeah whether it's starting a business like a business you can continue to grow and evolve and it's not like technology that's like falling behind and nobody wants to use anymore rent but you know so um but yeah so i mean honeymoon was the catalyst and that led to eclectic and again that was a huge another i've touched on it before like that was one of that was arguably way more scary than honeymoon because it was like so far outside the realm of la and that's where i was like you know, just buying this dirt desert property yeah. land and going like, dude, is anyone going to come we out all here? I have that like Geppetto in our soul. That's yeah. like, you're 
so caught up in the moment of this is exciting this is going to yeah. work and then there's that little tiny voice in your head yeah. like kind of reminding you are you sure yeah and i think more often than not we listen to that one and like let that check ourselves yeah. i can't tell you how many times like you're so close to pulling the trigger and it's like you know wait maybe it's pump the brakes and that pumping of the brakes comes from that little voice in your head so yeah. i'm not telling you to ignore that but definitely there are moments in which you're like nah f off geppetto i'm gonna run it yeah and you just kind of sometimes have to you and know then you, i think you live and you learn too because you you'll learn from your failures i mean we've had a location that's failed and we realize like hey you know what we we stray away from what was successful and tried to do this this doesn't work in a yeah. location and like, look this if that what, one succeeded we probably would have opened up three or four more but that informed our decision to like reinvest in the ones that were working right and you don't know until like you try yeah essentially. and there's you're always going to have moments of failure and then that but you use those failures you know to kind of realign and you know and and find out what works and and put more energy into that but yeah I think i'm something too that um unrelated but i remember a tweet i read that if you bought a tesla in 2016 for 60k or put to 60k into tesla stock you would have actually made like 300k and then the Damn. car would have actually only been worth i think like 20,000 right. so having oh, a yeah, fixed yeah. asset versus investing and yeah. you know i don't know we can maybe use this as a segue into stocks which i know really not much about but right. it was just kind of like the idea of like a camera like you could put that 60k into a camera right i wonder if you put that same 60k into like red stock or something that you knew could generate more wealth over time that as an asset depreciates right you who knows where that money could have earned right. you, you know what i mean i just i read that somewhere i was like that's kind of crazy yeah you yeah know? yeah that's uh do you have do you have any plans to get a tesla thought about it really i have well, you know what's crazy like yeah i say this and i'm probably gonna get one i dude gas not to yeah. get all you know political but it's like almost six dollars in la that's insane and, i mean this is maybe a topic for a different episode but as i've been getting more into photography i've been enjoying just kind of actually exploring my city of pasadena and driving around and like taking photographs and there was one day i just drove around for an hour in pasadena I drove over here took a cool photo i literally went through like a quarter of a tank of gas i was like dude that was probably like 20 bucks of gas yeah. and i read online that like when you charge your ev like tesla or whatever from zero miles to a full charge is about three dollars worth of electricity Damn, that's versus crazy. a full tank for me and my van when we were doing all those errands i probably spent like two hundred dollars in gas gas for when we were building the so studio i've thought about it so yeah it is it is that with we're, the, we're gonna get i'm just trying to decide me and chanel been talking about it definitely because of the gas prices and just the in, in general like you run having, that lucid play that's why we're trying to i really want to lucid because it's like just like a, <laughs> everyone gets tesla and i want to get something a little different and See, lucid is so clean I'm, and they they're yeah. like a better company in my I feel opinion you. in terms the, of my only hesitation tech. with lucid is you go to their site they got one car and like if you go to they got Tesla, a couple they got a couple i thought it was just the air no they got lucid dream lucid air okay i think they got three but i just feel like tesla it's like buying an iphone right you know that there's an infrastructure and a right. company and a team behind it but if you bought like a huawei you're like what the fuck is this <laughs> where not say lucid is huawei but it's like i feel like if you were to get a tesla you know they have superchargers they have like the infrastructures that's true at. that's true like you know you could be in that. the middle of nevada you're like all right where's the supercharger at but like where's the lucid charger like who knows right yeah i'm thinking of, speaking of scared money don't make money i'm thinking of one we want to get uh a tesla but we were thinking about getting it so it would be our la car mm. but then while we're not there because after this would be after we get our house obviously we need a, a place to put the car but then like renting it on turo and trying to have other people mm. pay our car bill car note every month by just renting it on turo because oh, yeah. we're not we're not always in la so if it's just sitting over there then we could just have people rent it and basically 
pay for us to own this car. Do you want to hear a crazy Turo Tesla story? Oh, no. Sure. I'm not going to name the person. I'll tell you after we record. All right. He is an AC we work with a lot. Um, I won't... Don't don't say his name. But he also like directs. He does like a lot of things. And he was telling me because I do like this Worst Day Ever podcast. And he didn't record this story. He's like, yo, here's all my stories. Which one should I do? And he did a different one. Did he do the absolutely insane one? Yeah. And that one hasn't come out yet. But he told me this other story. I'm like, holy crap, that happened to you? So he was working with a rapper. This won't go on too long. But he was working with a rapper. And apparently the rapper didn't have insurance. He's like, hey person can you go rent a tesla model x with your insurance since the guy had insurance and we're going to use it for a rap video and i'll give you a thousand just for kind of handling that i guess like yeah sure rented the tesla x they're shooting the video they were inside they're in like compton they had a drive-by shooting and the model x got shot up bullet holes all along the no side way. and they went out and apparently the tesla when something happens it records at all different angles and there's footage of the car just getting lit up and like the guy had to go to the owner but like yo like your car got shot when it was parked in front of my house and apparently it was like sixty thousand dollars in body work i mean the insurance covered it, but like just a tesla turo story that happened oh to him. my gosh yeah. that's a good that's a good point word of the wise yeah but wow no i've thought about it for sure just yeah. with uh yeah i know this was kind of more i mean because that is a big play too those cars are pretty expensive. no yeah, yeah i mean yeah it depends on the one you get because but- i put a pre-order on a bronco and then i just canceled it like it was going to arrive in 2024 and the thing it's like 17 miles a gallon i'm like that's a stupid car to get right yeah. now i kind of got like into the hype of like oh it'd be cool to like go do like photo trips and we can like go up to some cool place up in big bear off-road go to these far off remote right. locations but i was like you know what maybe i'll just rent a truck for that like right it just doesn't that does not sense. sound like a daily driver for me right so, right um, so what's 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 something besides the house for you that was like a big scared money don't make money kind of play like uh, yeah no i like, think for me i mean it's kind of a, a money play but also just a career play and i've touched on it before uh, but yeah. like literally making the decision to stop shooting like just advertising myself as a cinematographer was like kind of the creative kind of big play but also like literally buying like a 30 to fifty thousand dollar like steady cam right when i've only taken a couple lessons and workshops like who knows like maybe i would have gotten that thing and there was a moment in my head i'm like dude am i just is this just like some random hobby that i'm gonna just forget about or is this gonna be something i actually want to do and i kind of had to check myself I'm like no I, I really enjoy this it's fun but there was definitely a moment of like dude i just bought like $50,000 worth of, and I know it just said like, don't buy gear, but this was like very much for my like career, like right, what I right. want to do. And it's like, what if no one called me? What if everyone just kind of used their other steady cam ops and I'm just sitting with all this gear in my yeah, garage. So, yeah. um, and it, it worked out. I've been doing it a lot and it's a ton of fun, but yeah, initially it was just like a big pivot. It's like kind of like a big, you know, yeah. skirt. <laughs> no, but that's good that you did it. And what, what, was there anything in your head that was like where you were almost on the brink of like, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to do this. And like where you were about to back out or were you, you, so you the, had- back then, like the companies were doing good. This is actually, I think even before, or no, this is right after prison, but I had like a classic car and I basically, my like play of getting it. Cause I think the first rig I got was 28 K cash. I ended up like having to buy like the camera car and batteries and stuff, but just the actual like rig was like 30 K. And I had like a classic car. It was like a Datsun 280Z. Yeah, I remember that. And that's, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell this car and just use that money to like really like buy, like gotcha. fund most of it. And there was definitely a moment of like, oh man, I kind of love this 
car, but I was like, nah, this is definitely not the play. So right. I just sold the car and like that, once I sold the car, I was like, you know what? There's no turning back. And I just used that cash to like gotcha. fund most of that, that purchase. But yeah, definitely a couple of moments where I remember even just being in my apartment and I'm like reading like the steady cam handbook <laughs> and Jordan's like, what are you reading that for? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like doing this now. And she was like, what? Like, That's and crazy. I've definitely had that like kind of conversation with like even just like fellow dps i've gone to school like oh wow you're doing that now but it's a ton of fun i love it but What's yeah it definitely was like a big like risk you know so. i like that i like that i'm trying to think like uh some of mine outside of i mean all of mine have really been more real Let me ask you this. Real is there a financial risk just because i think we can learn from it that you did that actually did not pan out where you actually spent a considerable amount of money and you're like you know what that was a bad play that's a good one. I'm trying to think. Not. It can be even like something really. on the nothing's, smaller scale. It doesn't have to be like a, a big, like, uh, what do you call it? Real estate play or nothing like that. It could just even be, I mean, we've touched on like gear regrets, but I just wasn't sure if there's something you're like, yeah. Yeah. The only, it. I think the only time is buying that Canon C, I think 200 at the time. Mm. I mean, that was a good, at the time for me, that was a good chunk of change. I think it was like 15 grand and I kind of bought it on the, on the hopes that this would get me this like, you know, feature film, independent feature film job mm -hmm. that was buzzing. I was talking with this guy with and they wanted me to DP and then the project fell through and I was like stuck with this camera and I yeah. kind of bought into the idea i need this camera to shoot this thing and it wasn't even locked in yet and that was by far like yeah the only, the dumbest thing i've ever done in, in terms of like investment wise and gear career yeah. wise but outside of that i feel like i've you know all the the big plays i made have have really yeah have really kind of turned out um well for me especially most of them have been either like starting one of the businesses that we started together yeah. or investment in real estate and it's it's hard to go wrong in real estate if i mean you can't it can go wrong but like yeah i mean it's pretty hard to like mess that up so i wish i knew more about it but i feel like a lot of people have been like really itching at like where you know not even in terms of like assets of houses but like crypto nfts yeah. and like yeah, I'm a little. that's definitely kind of like the wild west and i feel like i couldn't speak on it with much clarity i feel like i'm still very much figuring it out but maybe we can get a guest on one day to kind of like talk about talk it. about it because actually be someone i would like to learn a little bit about that yeah actually. i mean i don't know him personally but i mean it'd be sick to get like mason on or i know yeah, he had yeah. like some great success with it but there's yeah. someone a co someone who's like kind of one degree away from us like actually like hit critical mass and sold like i think he's done pretty well with it so yeah That'd be cool. um, that's like a, a kind of like a whole different frontier of like investing because you're kind of buying some digital art that yeah. could have value. The only thing know? crypto related, I have like a little bit of um, investment in crypto on, you know, like Coinbase and yeah. whatnot, but I don't, I don't have like, yeah, I haven't invested in NFTs or any of that stuff. And, and I'm mostly into the stock side of things. It's like yeah. AMC, Apple, Lucid, et cetera, et cetera. Because I so. think the thing to consider too, if you're just sort of listening, watching, and you're like, you know what? I've got my savings. I think I'm just going to keep this in my savings. Something to consider, and I, I realized this very recently is, say you have $100,000 in the bank. Next year, that'll only be worth probably about like 90,000 or 96,000. Like every day the dollar is actually devaluing. So why not have that hundred work for you right. versus actually, I mean, interest rates actually at one point in the history of the United States were pretty good. They, they The banks wanted to hold your money. Now it's like s fractions of a yeah, cent on a dollar low. where you may make a some little bit of interest, but actually like that money just sitting in one account, like a savings account for a few years with the way that inflation is right now, that hundred is not working the same amount. Right. 
down. It'll be worth like it'll have gone down in value. What are the interest rates right now? Like if you have like a hundred k sitting in a savings account, what's the interest on that? Are you getting like a dollar every month? Like, I mean, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know. You could put your money into like an S and P five hundred, and it's just yeah. sort of like a safe stock. You can do something more aggressive, like you can be doing like Tesla or Apple, where it's a little more volatile. But you should definitely have your money working for you, because I feel like if yeah. your money's just sitting in an account, if you want to like play it safe, like oh I'm gonna save it. In theory, you're actually losing money by doing That's that. That's one thing I try and um, you know keep in mind too, and, and remind Chanel about because I think it's 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 easy to get comfortable with seeing all that money in your account and not wanting it to leave but like if you're taking that money and smartly investing it and putting it into other avenues in which can grow or earn things mm-hmm. then that's smarter than just leaving it in your account but it, it's it's easy to get comfortable just seeing that number in your bank account rather than when you open your bank account it's not there you yeah. know what i mean um you know so no, I feel you, me- sure. mentally it's just different but it's like the money's still there you just have it in this investment and i i even need to take some of the money that i have sitting in the bank and figure out what i want to do with it but that that's sometimes the hard thing is figuring out what you want to do with it because you don't want to just like make a snap decision and invest it or throw it into this thing without like you know so because there there are like even if you were to like put a bunch of money into an ira like you then can't pull that money out because then you're going to get penalized for that so yeah um not making rash decisions in that way but for me the safe bet i've always just done real estate and that's why i have a bunch of different properties and stuff because it's like i've just always have seemed to win with that and i know that's listening to just different podcasts and people like that's how the you know how people get rich and wealthy is just real estate um and just property growths over the years and you can also turn into a business whether it's airbnb or film location or yeah rented out 100 to a long term tenant and they're paying your mortgage for you and you don't even have to pay it and yeah so um i have other real estate plays i want to dive into like i want to do a duplex or a quadplex um i want to do at some point we talked about it that it might be down the road like five years i would love to own a motel Mm. but like like um actually like run it like the yeah like an actual buy motel and run it but like, like every Ruth ro- from ozark yeah but <laughs> yes exactly but like every room's got like a unique oh, that's cool. look and style like and like uh we were talking about because chanel's mom um and dad have a company honey bears and it'd be cool to do like the honey bear lodge mm. and do like a motel somewhere up in the woods and have like the honey bear lodge and each room's got like a you know kind of do it maybe you know just something along that lines we, we we've talked about that before and I have a lot. We have a lot of ideas. They mostly all, yeah, investment wise re- yeah. revolve around. One real, of my ideas estate. is I, it's definitely like a kind of five year plan because I still have to get married and do a honeymoon. And yeah. there's still some, some stuff that ha- needs to happen beforehand. Yeah. But I would love to own like five to 10 acres out in like Yucca Valley, Joshua Tree. Mm. I love the desert. I always find it's very like recharging. It's kind of like hitting the factory reset on your soul. I feel <laughs> like it kind of like you come back and you're like ready to work. Right. But I, I do enjoy it out there. And I have a lot of my best ideas like when I'm just kind of like have no service and I'm just like out there. Right. And right now I pay like $1,500 for this like creative space where I record a lot of videos for Tropic Color and, you know, Prism. And I was like, it would be really cool to have a house that either I buy or just build from scratch. And then on the other end of the property, not even attached, is this kind of like 750 square foot, thousand square foot, just like long room, kind of like you've seen it. Right. And it literally just is kind of like has all my gear there. And if I ever want to just like go out and record a bunch of videos, call it like the creator compound. And the house just makes me money and pays for everything, pays mm. 
that and it literally is just on Airbnb or rental out. But then on the far end of like the property, just have this like really cool kind of Room. super ultra modern like creator space where I have all my C stands, my camera. So if you were ever like, hey, go record a couple sound bites, I would just go out for the weekend and just like bang out a bunch Dang. of stuff. Crazy. Because right now it's just like, dude, I'm like fifteen hundred bucks. It's worth it because I'm like able to leverage so much content opposed to like filming in like a small room about this size. But right. it's like, dang, like that's just kind of like money that's just going away. And I, right. there's no value in that, like other right, than right. like the, in terms of like actually owning. Own, yeah, I can ownership. never own that space. You know no, what I mean? Right. So that's right. kind of like a far off kind of, would be like cool that. to have. That's you know? cool. That's so dope. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, that kind of, I mean, yeah. unless you have anything else. Just, I mean, we could go on and always talk about stuff, but um, I, will yeah, say I think that's a good Bitcoin, everybody. Bitcoin. Dang, I got AMC. I got AMC still. I'm still. I mean, literally, strong. the owner oh, of yeah. our agency, literally, like, kind of when we were linking up with him, he was kind of, kind of giving us some insight that, like, there's a reason why, like, the top one percent billionaires of the world are buying millions and millions of dollars of Bitcoin, like, every day. Yeah. Like they, he was hinting at. Who knows if it's true or not? We'll maybe have to check back in this episode in ten years. But like, he's like, yo, that's the future of money. Yeah. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't know. Not financial advice. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. All right. Uh, is that it for this episode? Yeah. Quick I take? mean, if you guys like the kind of business, I know, yeah, us talking about houses is like far off the topic of like a film podcast, but we've tried to keep our ear to the comments. And a lot of you seem to really like the kind of like one degree away from being a filmmaker is like the business and money plays. And these are just things we've done you know, take it with a grain of salt. But if you enjoy sort of stuff of this nature, maybe we can kind of do a future spinoff episode on like maybe opening up an S corp or yeah. getting an EIN number or like, you know, just different things related to kind of like becoming an entrepreneur, you know? Love it. All right. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Please share guys, you know, help spread this podcast as, as much as possible. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.